Welcome to the Truly Nourish Podcast. My name is Rebecca Laurel Hill. I'm a registered dietitian, nutritionist, and life wellness expert. This podcast has one mission, to help women break free from dieting and overeating patterns and transform how they nourish themselves in body, mind, and soul. Each episode, we dive into teachings and tools that will help you find more peace and freedom with food, more enjoyment living in and caring for your body, and more happiness and fulfillment in your life overall. Thank you for being here. Let's get started. Welcome, my beautiful listeners. Thanks for being here. Today we're talking about a topic I believe to be so important because from my personal experience, it was very, very important for me to understand and uh, begin to work with in my journey from overcoming binge eating. And if you're listening to this podcast, perhaps you're a woman who is trying to eat healthy or trying to manage her weight to feel in balance with food, but maybe you find that often you fall off track, such as fall off the meal plan or a weight loss method that you follow and fall into overeating, either overeating what you believe are the wrong foods or overeating in quantity of food and getting over full or both of those. And so then it's like you're stuck in what I call the overeating diet or trap where a person tends to restrict and restrain their eating when they feel like they are on track in order to feel healthier or to manage weight, for example, but then they end up falling off track and overeat. And the cycle basically happens over and over. And if you feel like you've been stuck in that pattern for months or years, you might also be experiencing more obsession around food or your body than ever before. Perhaps the mere thought of even going back on a diet or restricting brings on urges and cravings for those forbidden foods, so to speak, like ice cream, chocolate, cake, cookies, and so on. And maybe when you stop restraining your eating or following the food plan, you go on a binge, so to speak, and you feel really guilty about that. You might feel like you can't trust yourself with food. You might um, perhaps be at a place where your weight is not where you want it to be. And you feel like maybe that because of that, you don't deserve to eat, especially the foods that give you pleasure. Maybe the amount of time also that you can diet or restrict your food seems to be getting shorter and shorter. And so you feel like you have no willpower. Um, other things that could be happening that perhaps you're experiencing when you decide to get back on track to start, let's say, a new diet or just to eat better, you end up eating a bunch of food beforehand because you are in this place where you presume you won't be able to eat that food again or you're going to have to eat less food so you basically go on this binge before you start restricting again or before you go on the diet. Perhaps you even turn down social invitations because it's difficult to stay on track or uh, you know to eat the way that you want to if you go to parties or out to dinner 
or maybe you even fear losing control with certain foods if you're around those foods. So therefore you sort of isolate in ways in order to restrict. And maybe you feel so done with dieting or whatever restriction that you're doing, but you feel guilty about the idea of giving up on that because maybe your weight's not where you want it to be. And perhaps if you're restricting or dieting, you feel hungry a lot or even low energy, but you decide to ignore that hunger for the sake of weight management and end up, however, overeating later, which feels very frustrating. And you might be upset with yourself, perhaps a lot, about your eating and even say mean things to yourself about it, you know, in order to get yourself to do better. That happens for a lot of people. And perhaps if you have cravings for something, you try to eat something healthier or lower calorie, such as if you have a craving for cookies, you eat fruit instead, but then you feel unsatisfied and you're still trying to chase that feeling that you're looking for of being satisfied and you end up overeating and you probably maybe end up overeating all those cookies anyway. And sometimes you might get triggered emotionally and use food to feel better or you might feel stressed about something such as a work or a project or bored and you end up eating food to relieve whatever you're feeling or to escape or numb from whatever emotion you're experiencing. And it's also possible that you might really disapprove of your body and criticize it a lot. And you might even eat at times um, as a way to sort of punish yourself for your body, not being what you want it to be. And you, you might also exercise a lot to manage your weight, but really maybe don't enjoy exercise that much or can never seem to stick with it. And if any of those sound like you or if any of those apply to you, the reason this is happening is because in some way you're not honoring your true hungers for your body, mind, or soul, or all of them, and you're essentially living in a state of deprivation in some way. So for example, with your body, you start feeling the onset of hunger, for example, but don't allow yourself to eat because you're afraid of eating too much in a day, or um, maybe you get ravenous before you allow yourself to eat, but then that causes overeating because you get so hungry. And perhaps with your mind, maybe you have an ongoing battle with food in your mind. And so there is this inner judge and inner critic in your mind telling you things like, you better not eat that, or shame on you for eating that, or shame on you for not exercising today or shame on you for eating too much or don't you dare eat that without checking the calories. And sometimes there may also be this rebel voice of, well, forget you, I'm going to eat whatever you want. So it's like you rebel against that voice. And that inner voice might also make you feel guilty a lot about how you are or are not eating. And for your soul, perhaps you feel less than or not good enough in some way because you feel like you've failed so much with 
eating or with weight loss, and you might have a lot of self-doubt or shame in that way because of feeling like you failed a lot with food and maybe feeling like your body's not good enough and blaming yourself for it. And that that's very soul depriving. And so there are these areas of deprivation that could be happening. And this deprivation that is coming from restricting your food and also from restraining yourself from giving yourself what you really need in order to have well-being, that is what keeps a person stuck in the overeating diet or trap. And this is because a hungry or unsatisfied or deprived person is bound to overeat regardless of her best intentions not to overeat. Because it is this overhunger and feelings of deprivation that always drive the behavior of overeating. Therefore, if we want to stop overeating, we must number one, honor our biological hunger, and number two, stop depriving ourselves of the foods we love and that satisfy us, and number three, must stop waiting to like ourselves and approve of ourselves until someday when, someday when we've lost the weight, someday when we're finally eating in balance and eating healthy, someday when, whatever, and we must start living our lives fully now, no matter our body shape, And we must no longer isolate ourselves for the sake of a diet. And we must no longer judge our worth based on our eating or based on our body shape. However, what is most common is adding fuel to the fire. And this is not your fault ever. It is the fault of our diet culture and just the messages that it sends us. So... We add fuel to the fire by depriving more. So to stop overeating, you perhaps try restraining yourself even more around food or diet even more strictly without taking into consideration how hungry you might start to feel by doing so or go back to restraining and restricting food without taking into consideration what you really crave and need in order to have increased feelings of satisfaction with your eating and with food and And perhaps go back to dieting without taking into consideration that your eating and body type will never, ever determine your value or worth as a person. And so you continue to have that deprived soul as you continue to go back to restricting and with all the attempts at weight loss or whatever it might be, always trying to chase your feeling of being good enough by succeeding with dieting. And because of this, we can easily fall back into the trap and it just keeps us stuck in the cycle again and again where we restrict, we deprive, and then we overeat. We restrict and deprive, and then we overeat. And again, this is not your fault. It's because of just the culture that we live in that is where dieting has been taught again and again and again, and it's caused us to disconnect from not only our bodies, but also from our own selves. And so if you feel like this is you, then keep listening because today I'm going to specifically be talking about the importance of honoring your true biological hunger in your body. So the body pillar of body, mind, soul, nutrition, and how not honoring true biological hunger keeps us in chronic overeating and and how it's essential for us to honor our hunger to stop chronic overeating. And also how it is foundational 
for being able to nourish the deprivation that is also happening mentally and spiritually on the inside of us. If we don't honor our physical biological hunger, we don't have the foundation that we need to do the other work in terms of our relationship with food and our relationship with ourself. So what we know about biological hunger is that it's a primal signal that will forever and always drive us to seek and eat food in order to stay alive. So we can never ever fight it and and win. We can try to fight it, but we'll never win in the end. We will always lose. And so if we don't honor it, we fall into problems. If we ignore that hunger signal coming from our body and become over hungry and ravenous, we become extremely high risk for overeating from that primal drive to eat. And so today I'm touching on the details of why honoring your true biological hunger stops overeating. So first of all, when we restrict and get really hungry, we ourselves know that food is not far away. It's right over there, you know, or it's just around the corner somewhere. We know that we have access to food should we choose to eat. However, our body has no idea. Our body literally from its perspective thinks that we're starving when we're getting hungry. And because our body is so wired for survival, if we're not getting enough energy in our day, such as because of dieting or because of ignoring our physical hunger cues, our body will naturally compensate with powerful biological and psychological mechanisms to get us to find and eat food. And this was shown in a research study, a foundational study that was done in the 1940s during World War II. The researcher Ansel Keys was studying what the effects of food shortage and semi-starvation were on people during wartime. And so he enrolled these very healthy college-age men who were conscientious objectors of the war. He enrolled them into the study. And during the first three months of the study, the men ate as they pleased, and it was an average of about 3,500 calories that they tended to eat per day. But then the next six months were the semi-starvation period where they were required to lose about 20% of their weight and their calories were nearly cut in half to about 1,500 per day. And the result of this study, they were pretty incredible results, especially for us to see today because the behavior that started to occur in these men is very similar to the behavior we can start to see in ourselves as a result of restricting our food or dieting such as they became obsessed with food, they thought about it 24-7, their metabolic rates decreased, you know, to conserve that energy, their eating style changed where they would vacillate from ravenously gulping down their food, basically like a binge, to then stalling their eating and spreading it out and grazing and, and making it last as long as they could. Some men were reported to have episodes of binge eating and feeling totally out of control with food. I think I read somewhere one time about this study where um, men would break into the kitchen at night. They, I believe they were you know, housed in this dormitory or something, and they, they had access to the kitchen if they really wanted to go there, but they were supposed to eat their allotted food at you know, the allotted mealtime, whatever it might be. But but because of these things that were happening in their biology, in their bodies from the restriction, they ended up, you know, going having binges in the kitchen at night. 
And some had personality changes where they experienced things like apathy and irritability and moodiness or just depression. And if you've ever restricted your food, you know how that affects your mood. And I had a lot of issues with this where I was very irritable at times when I was in my really restrictive days. And yeah, we don't need to go into that, but I just know firsthand what that is. Then during the refeeding period, aka going off the diet, but they call it refeeding in in science and research, but it's basically like, okay, going off the diet. The men were allowed to eat at will. And what they found is their hunger was just insatiable. They found it difficult to stop eating and it took them an average of about five months to finally normalize their eating again. So these men, these average normal healthy young men, experienced a primal obsession for food that was triggered by a biological survival mechanism that we all have in our bodies. They had never shown this behavior prior to the study or prior to the deprivation that they encountered. And it's interesting because they were eating 1,500 calories per day, which is definitely low for a 20-year-old man, but still they were eating while also experiencing these strong physical and psychological symptoms that made them want to just go eat tons of food and obsess about food. And we also know that historians have documented during times of food shortage that food becomes this overriding preoccupation for the people, and it's causes uh, societal problems related to the breakdown of social behavior and from social isolation that comes from not having that food to, you know, be amongst people in community and eat with. And so there's like this uh, also a loss of personal pride and a loss of family connection. So, you know, in the history of the world, when they've looked at food shortages, they see it directly correla- correlated, excuse me, with like these psychological things that cause societal problems. And many dieters I know have experienced that the hunger and food obsession that comes from dieting can also impact their personal lives in so many ways, impact social and family ties, because we might eat in isolation or turn down invitations of, you know, group eating or going out to restaurants, whatever it might be, and so on. Um, So essentially, when we restrict our food and don't eat adequately, it sets off biological dynamite that turns on our eating drive, both physically and psychologically. And because there is such a strong mind-body connection, for this hunger drive, what many people believe to be an issue with their willpower and not having enough willpower is actually this biological drive to eat food. So basically, there's this whole complex system in our brain and body that involves chemical and neural feedback to keep us alive. And so the brain's always monitoring our body's systems and their needs for energy every single moment. And so things like fasting or just restricting can be particularly counterproductive to our appetite because it switches on the brain chemicals that drive us to seek out food and want to eat food and to overeat food. So this complex system in our brain and body helps ensure that our body gets enough food. And when we restrict, restrain, or go on some sort of diet, we end up making the mistake 
of thinking that we can outsmart our, our biology, but really we can't. And so instead of eating when biologically hungry, you know, we try to outsmart it. Um, we end up creating mental set points or mental rules about when it's appropriate to eat. And this is basically what diet culture has taught us. And so we think, well, is it time to eat? Does the diet approve of me eating right now? Do I deserve to eat? Have I been doing good on my meal plan? Is this food low enough in calories for me to eat? Uh, did I earn my food today? And do I dare allow myself to eat that? And on and on and on. So we start to ignore our, our biological and internal hunger cues. And instead, we eat according to the rules that we've made and that diet culture has taught us to make. And the problem with eating according to rules and repeatedly denying our true hunger state is number one, it expands and grows into overeating. And number two, when our mind gets so accustomed to ignoring the hunger signals coming from our body, we start to not hear those signals anymore which means we only hear and recognize that we're hungry when we're in this super hungry, ravenous state of hunger, which easily causes overeating or binge eating. And then that causes you to believe that you can't trust yourself around food or that you have a problem with food. And then also the more we overeat to the point of being overfull or stuffed, the more difficult it becomes for us to feel our satiety or what that is our, you know, fullness signal. And so it can become increasingly difficult to know what comfortable and moderate fullness is. And this was a process for me to relearn because I had gotten so used to getting over full. So I hope that this information maybe gives you some insight into how overeating might have started for you or why it may continue to be an ongoing challenge if it is. But the good news is we can always relearn how to hear and honor the biological hunger and fullness signals that we have. We are never permanently lost to this. We can always regain this ability because we were born with it. And so we do have to go through a process of reconditioning ourselves to our body's natural cues and to our body's intuitive eating ability. And First, it's about being able to know and sense that hunger signal in your body and how that manifests for you because we all feel it a little bit differently as unique individuals. Um, so it's learning how to feel that. And maybe you are in tune with it, but maybe you just ignore it. So if that's the case, it's like stopping ignoring it, no longer ignoring it and honoring it. So that's the second step. And part of honoring your true biological hunger is giving yourself 100% permission to eat when you're hungry and to eat whatever you are truly hungry for, no rules or forbidden foods. And I know this can be really scary for lots of people to release the restriction. It was very scary for me when I first started reconditioning myself to my body's guidance, but it can be done in baby steps. It's a process. And that makes it less scary and it's so worth it to relearn this skill. And just giving yourself that unconditional permission to eat, even though it's scary, is really required in order to relearn how to be an intuitive eater. Because your body needs to know consistently that it's going to have access to food. And your mind needs to experience consistently that you're not going to deprive yourself 
of what you love or shame yourself or, you know, do all those mental um, restrictions that we do where we say all those uh, negative or restricting, depriving things to ourselves. So, you know, once again, the mind-body connection. And then there's the soul piece that also plays into it. But, you know, that's another episode, another time. Because if we don't give ourselves this unconditional permission to eat, you know, our biology will always be on this high alert and ready to stop that deprivation, which once again, keeps us in that overeating cycle. It's also so much easier to end the eating process or eat to moderate fullness when you truly know that you're going to be able to eat again when you're hungry. So when there's no psychological restriction by saying, well, I can't or I shouldn't eat, it's so much easier to say, I'm done and I've had enough because you you know you can eat again when you're hungry and you know you can eat whatever you're hungry for. And if you are interested in getting my help and relearning this intuitive eating process, be sure to sign up for the information waitlist. The link is in the show notes. Also, if you find the information that I share valuable, please leave a review of the podcast on Apple or wherever you listen and share with friends or anybody that you may know that would need this message so that it can get out there to the people who need it. So help me spread the message if you're so willing. Thank you for being here. I love being here with you. Until next time, much love. Are you a woman who wants to end cycles of overeating and dieting so that you can experience greater health and well-being, more peace and freedom around food, more vibrancy and more feelings of joy and confidence in your body? If so, I have a comprehensive self-study course called Food Freedom Body Bliss where you can learn step-by-step how to create just that. Go to RebeccaLaurelHill.com forward slash FFBB to learn more.